feature presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside, he's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. Matt, how are you? I'm good, man. How about you? I'm just ready to talk about Peacemaker for America. Dude. So yes, today we are reviewing James Gunn's uh, Peacemaker for HBO Max, which is a sequel series to James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, um, which um, I guess sort of premiered on HBO Max, but also in theaters uh, last year. Uh, We are reviewing the first three episodes, which just dropped on HBO Max. We'll keep it um, I mean, because the episodes are out, we probably will go into spoiler territory, but um, I think at this point you should uh, definitely go check them out. They're on Crave here in Canada, HBO Max in the US, um, a show that I was somewhat skeptical of uh, based on the first trailers. And even like, I, I really liked this Suicide Squad, but um, it took me- And it you rewatched it too, right? I did. The night before this premiered. I went back and watched The Suicide Squad again, and I enjoyed it even more the second time. Um, I I know I was a little mixed on it when I first got out of it, but then when I thought about it more, I'm like, no, I did enjoy it. And then I confirmed watching it at home um, again that I I, I really, really did uh, like The Suicide Squad. And, And James Gunn's just so great. So I should have had all the faith in the world that this would be fun, knowing that Gunn is actually directing and writing writing all of it, directing most of it, but he did direct all three of these first uh, episodes. But Eric, I haven't talked to you about this at all. Um, I know you really liked the Suicide Squad movie did, yeah. quite a bit. Uh, what do you think of uh, Peacemaker so far, the first three episodes? You know, I I, I liked it. Um, I think maybe my biggest criticism is that it does feel like James Gunn is trying a little too hard with this to kind of like sell you. It's it's almost like this is John Cena's persona, you know, in, in a nutshell, where like sure. Cena is basically always kind of like the company man, the guy that is trying to kind of win you over uh, unconditionally with his charm and charisma and to the point where it's like, you just kind of get inundated by it. And I think the other thing that kind of threw me off a little bit in the episodes were not the cinematography, the look of it, like it is very digital and very ugly looking. And it is, I think a step down intentionally from the suicide squad, because it is sort sort of more grounded in sort of this kind of character study than it is sort of um you know men and women on a mission film mm-hmm. and and a shark um <laughs> this is more kind of like you know a, a one-man wrecking crew with a team behind him who's kind of you know taking out the trash and doing the dirty work for the u.s government while still being a commentary on sort of how you know the u.s is both corrupt and also amoral as any other country or, or sort of nemesis that this character will be pitted against. And sort of like the main sort of thrust of this story is that you have Peacemaker being brought in to clean up um, a, a case file, a dossier of this sort of almost, I, I want to say like sort of mutant breed called 
the butterflies, the butterflies yeah. as we're kind of being told about them and sort of that mission and, and sort of Amanda Waller kind of d- demoting, you know, characters that were in the Suicide Squad played by uh, Steve uh, Aggie and uh, Jennifer Holland um, and sort of them working alongside uh, John Cena's character. And what I think works is the kind of gross out splatter trauma stuff that we've come accustomed to with James Gunn. But what I also appreciated more with the guardians movies is that he had to work within a perimeter of what Disney and censorship. I mean, I I'm not for censorship, but like, I think like him working within a creative structure and actually honing himself a little bit or reining himself in works more than just him continually kind of being like look guys it, we're you know so over the i top can do whatever so, i want exactly yeah. and then the other thing that kind of bothered me throughout the the three episodes is the shaky cam stuff i don't think it was necessarily warranted even though again like it's going for a kind of more sort of gritty down-to-earth kind of quality but it just kind of throws you off a little bit and it doesn't really work all the time and then also like the stuff with john cena's character and his relationship with robert patrick who plays his father in the show i don't think is really interesting with the exception of maybe who robert patrick's character kind of is this weird Mm. hybrid of both sort of like he almost reminds me weirdly of like steve bannon in this sure um, where you have a character who like okay like is this racist redneck american type but then also when like you watch documentaries about steve bannon you learn that like he's a you know a a well-educated individual and all this kind of stuff and then it's also just funny thinking that both robert patrick and john cena were in the marine together so oh yeah i forgot you know as as the uh the hero and the villain of that and it seems like they're kind of dividing that again like you know cena's gonna be the anti-hero of this and some of the jokes work better than others i think the one thing i laughed at the most was when cena has or shares this kind of nice moment on a, a stakeout with jennifer holland's character and has this trail mix that she gives him some and and, and he puts some of the empty, empty calories. calories back <laughs> that i actually really which is funny at. that that's like a pretty innocent joke and that's the uh, that's the thing that works for you and I, I agree with you with james gunn where he throws so he splats so much at the wall that like you know a good chunk of it sticks but some of it doesn't obviously because he just throws so much at you um i'm surprised at how much i loved these three episodes like this these three episodes completely won me over and maybe that's because my expectations were pretty low going in because i remember seeing the trailers i'm like is peacemaker's outfit even in the suicide squad i'm like i know it's intentional but like i'm like it just looks cheap and the jokes weren't landing in the in the trailer where i'm like why do i need a peacemaker tv series like no matter how many episodes this is like this just feels completely unnecessary and not something that i uh i really want and um i thought john cena worked as the character in the suicide squad like we've talked about him a lot of playing to his strengths and you've already put that pretty perfectly that this is playing to his strengths almost to the hundredth degree um but it just from the moment like the opening credits hit and I was like, Oh, this is the vibe we're going for. I'm all in on this. Like I love the opening credits to this series. I feel like 
it has that fine balance of being very dark and weird at times and, and serious and playing with, you know, uh, emotions and, and characters and with relationships, like you said, with his father and different things and kind of bringing some of that that I don't think we really got with Peacemaker in the Suicide Squad that you'd almost feel like, do we need this from that character? But like, I don't know, these three episodes did a really good job of even winning me over on people like Jennifer Holland and, and Steve um, Agee or Aggie Agee. I thought it was Aggie, but Aggie, whatever. I always get these things wrong. But anyways, um, winning even those characters over that I don't think really worked in the Suicide Squad. But like as this kind of ragtag team comes together, just like in Suicide Squad, like I really like Danielle Brooks character, um, Leota Adebayo. And like um, I just really good. I think he has a great. Oh, the relationship with her. Who's the other guy that um, the. the kind of like the 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 one that they're not really sure vigilante no not (laughs) who's also very funny no no i'm talking about the actor who was just cast in guardians three oh yeah yeah yeah. sorry um chukwudi uwuji who's playing clemison uh uh, mern in this he has an amazing moment and it's a very subtle scene where like he hands over the dossier to John Cena's character and John Cena's character opens it in this kind of like Denny's like restaurant. It's like, don't open it here. Yeah, but he also wore his costume there. <laughs> like it's good. He's great as well. So like, I like the dynamic between the team. Um, and then I just found myself consistently laughing throughout the whole, the whole thing. And just at the ridiculousness of it as just John Cena as this hulking man, just being the, the um, like a, I just think again, he's so good at this comedy act action comedy stuff of, of playing to this lovable doofus. Who's also a piece of shit. Um, and it's kind of, you know what, I'm going to bring it all back to Cobra Kai. It gave me a lot of Cobra Kai vibes of Johnny Lawrence of this guy. Who's not really a great person, but it's that kind of himbo thing, right? Of like this lovable doofus who, you want to cheer for, but he he's doing bad things or saying bad things, but is constantly funny, but you also shouldn't be laughing at what he says, but you know, it's just because he's a moron and he doesn't necessarily mean them in like a bad way. And he has quote unquote good intentions, even though he would murder any man, woman and children for the, because he's so patriotic. Like, I just think there's a lot of comparisons between him and Johnny Lawrence that I found myself uh, having the same kind of, giddy glee i had watching cobra kai at the beginning that i was getting in these first three episodes i don't think i like it as much as cobra kai at all right um but i kind of got those vibes where i'm like oh i didn't think i wanted this and then when they gave it to me i'm like i'm intrigued by project butterfly and like what the hell those things are are they aliens are they cyborg like robots are they like um are they these weird creatures like i couldn't get a good like they look metallic but um i liked how weird that reveal was um i liked the splatter violence and the fight sequences i think are ridiculous and a lot of fun like seeing john cena just 
get into a fight scene with it, like who reminded me of Cheetah. I thought she was going to be like connected to Kristen Wiig's character from Wonder Woman. Um, but that fight scene of him in his underwear with her, I think is really funny. And, um, and where it ends. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, but even, even like, how it keeps go, like how it keeps going, how he has to escape the, the I situation. thought that was funny. I that kept laughing at it. I kept laughing at it. Like each time he would jump off the balcony to the next thing. I just found myself consistently laughing at it and the um robert patrick stuff like the reveal with him in the prison of being you know i think his character is white dragon i don't know much about the character at all but being this white supremacist kind of character um i'm curious of how they'll balance that i think there's a fine line of this show is very funny but how they deal with that i think will be interesting um but you see a lot of the shittiest parts of peacemaker obviously coming from his father who supplied him with uh, his you know costume and things like that so even though he had good intentions his father is also a patriot but you know on that far right side of things of being just a horrible person so i think that stuff's really interesting and i'm curious to see how they get into that but i'm just really kind of like oh this butterfly story i'm like in the way that they end episode three i'm like i'm kind of intrigued of how they're going to tackle that for the rest of the season and um i just find like yeah vigilante um uh i keep saying vigilante uh, vigilante <laughs> it's um, like the el dante version el dante i thought was uh, a lot of fun of just being you know this again a doofus but a sociopath and like um it just it i don't know there was a lot to really really enjoy in these first three episodes and like i think the music like the the needle drops like again like in any james gunn thing are are great it is almost wall-to-wall music again which we've been talking about a lot in different tv shows and and things like this this is a lot of like hair metal like from uh the late 80s yeah yeah, the late 80s and which again um, kind of plays into like what johnny lawrence's that's what i mean as well and that's exactly why i had those vibes from these first three episodes like i do think Cobra Kai is more well-rounded and has better character beats. But again, we've had four seasons of Which Cobra is amazing Kai to like, think that like um, Cobra Kai, like based on like really one movie and like yeah. three, four middle of the road sequels where yeah. like DC has more, I think to kind of go with and, and like to think that like Cobra Kai has become this like, a, like so rich in its, its mythology. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm just intrigued after these first three episodes and I just found myself like being thoroughly entertained by them and like not much more. Like, I don't know if it, it like I care to get that deep into the psyche of, of Christopher Smith and like, and, you know, I'm sure they'll go into the father son thing and the relationship with the parents and how that influences you and, and turns you into, you know, you are brought up by those people and that's how how you become an adult and how you act so uh will it redeem him for like killing rick flag and i'm not saying that anyone in the suicide squad were good people by any means but he is a a bad dude at the end of that movie right like Mm -hmm. so to try to redeem him i think was a tricky thing and i don't think they're necessarily redeeming him but i i found this team of people to be really kind of fun to hang out with and and i was really intrigued by the project butterfly stuff so i'm all yeah in. he's he yeah i'm i'm having fun with it i just have a couple kind of like it's it's rough around the edges and yeah. partly it is intentional but i do wish that james gunn wouldn't 
he doesn't have to try that hard. Like, I feel like he is trying to like go in full throttle sometimes. And it just feels like you don't need to, even though like part of the show's, I guess, appeal is how extreme it can get going from one to 10 in in a moment's notice based on like the scenario of what the character's situation is and sort of getting himself involved in missions that go awry or, you know, hanging out with characters that are not great with him. But yeah, I think like, it's interesting seeing how it's basically playing him as both an anti-hero, but also as somebody, maybe someone you're not sympathetic towards, but you can now see him as both sad and pathetic as he is kind of like also dealing with the fact that like he isn't a good person and he's trying to maybe not find redemption within like a greater arc, but maybe just within trying to clean up his own life. And you do see a bit of that where he can't take the shot even on the alien kids or whatever and like yeah. and and stuff like that. Got to get so, vigilante on that one. God, I love how much of a maniac he is. Um but then I really love like how like there one of the and it's weird to say that a torture scene is funny, but like what happens within this torture scene? <laughs> yeah. That whole thing is great. <laughs> the The clipping of the toe is so gross, but like really funny as well. But that goes into the trauma um, like yeah. aspects of, of James Gunn. But like, I just love the idea. It's like, I'll never, t- don't worry. I won't tell him anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's the kind of stuff that is really genuinely funny. And I love Eagly. Like, I didn't think I would like Eagly, but like, it's just so stupid. This eagle and the scene where he hugs him and like, yelling his dad to get the camera because the eagle's hugging him i think is great the eagle with his uh, head out the window even the moment where uh he's like oh yeah is he friendly oh yeah come on over and then she eagerly bites her and he's like oh i thought you meant friendly to me and i'm like that's just such a funny line and like um i yeah i'm all in and i didn't think i'd be all in so maybe i was just like very pleasantly surprised by the whole thing maybe low expectations Um, kind of played a part in sort of i think it absolutely did because we've been sort of down on the dceu and and even suicide squad yeah again i enjoyed it but i don't know if i needed a spinoff especially from the peacemaker character like i thought john cena was enjoyable enough in the suicide squad but it wasn't something where i was like oh yeah i can't wait for that so I think that maybe played into it where I put these three episodes on and I was like, fuck, I, I would watch this whole thing if, it's out, if it was out right now. So I would have just kept watching and that's how much I enjoyed it. So I, I definitely understand where you're coming from, especially with the James Gunn thing where um, not everything works. And I do feel like he is at 150 on this show and maybe you could have toned it down to 90 or something like that, or even, even a hundred. Um, and with his humor, it's like for every, you know, joke that works, there may be a joke or two that doesn't. And um, um, so, yeah, you know, I, I'm all in on it. I can't wait for tomorrow. We get another episode and like uh, I can't wait to watch this week to week. And I did not think I would be saying that. Like I enjoyed this is I mean, everyone, I feel like this is blasphemous for me. I've enjoyed those three episodes probably more than most of the MCU Disney Plus stuff. Like, I will say I, I like this way more than the sort of like the patriotic stuff on the Marvel side, like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and uh, even Hawkeye, like the kind of like the human stuff and sort of like the Black Ops espionage kind of aspect. 
I just found that it's a conversation we briefly brought up on the 111th episode of Untitled, um, where I I just find like why I think I enjoyed this more is because I really feel like it had its own feel to it. And again, I go back to those opening credits or I personally like how it looks and I like that it, it both, I get what you're saying that feels cheap, but which is intentional, but I also feel like it has a lived in kind of like real world, even though it's ridiculous and over the top and and isn't real world but like that there's an artificialness to the marvel stuff that of of course i love like i'm obsessed with the mcu um but they all feel a bit samey after a while and i i still think i like wandavision and loki because i'm so invested in those worlds that i think i ultimately those shows um we'll see with peacemaker but like I just found myself immediately going oh shit this feels like it's carved out its own little kind of you know vibe to it that feels sort of part of this overall thing that the dc universe has going on but uh feels much different than the disney plus stuff and it goes back to that whole hbo um i just feel like there's a a feel to hbo content even though this is hbo max um that the disney plus stuff still hasn't figured out and i don't know we I'm repeating what I kind of said on that episode. So go back and listen to us, but it might be a Marvel thing of going, Oh, it has to kind of look like this. You have to use these cameras and stuff like that. Like I want Marvel to be a little bit more playful with that kind of stuff. Like I'm not saying go back to shooting everything on film and things like that, but where DC does seem to be like, yeah, just go for it. (laughs) I remember seeing wonder woman in 70 millimeter, right? Like they did, they do weird shit and, and Warner brothers kind of just goes, you know what? We fucked up so bad that we don't just do whatever you want. (laughs) Like, and I think that can be a good and bad thing. Um, but you know, I always for more filmmaker freedom and I feel like it does let you have an opening credit sequence like that. It lets you have the splatter violence. It lets you kind of be really, uh r-rated at times and like uh, but then also lets you have a different vibe and feel than other things and it really feels like a james gunn joint which is the thing we talk about on the marvel side too of like he was one of those first guys that they brought in that we felt like they really kind of let him do his own thing and carve out his little own corner or or do like actually feel like it was filmmaker first than mcu first and, you know, there's always going to be an element. And James Gunn's even talked about it recently where he's like, Marvel, the only thing they told me I had to do is put Thanos in there and talk about the Infinity Stones. <laughs> he's like, everything else, they let me kind of do whatever I wanted and the story could be my own. Like, But he's like, they told me I had to put those in the movie and those were the only things. So, And that's um, why I think that movie works so well because it does feel like it is mostly disconnected from the rest of the MCU at that point of when it was made. And now obviously they've kind of integrated guardians more into the fold of the rest of the MCU. Yeah. Yeah, And I, I like that James Gunn is a very scrappy filmmaker and, and can do something that again, kind of feels like it's going back to his, you know, beginnings and, and, and what have you. It's just that sometimes I feel like he like less is more with him and, and he doesn't have to be, extra all the time to kind of like provoke you or 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 to kind of like get a laugh out of you like i really love super 
which I think that like this is like almost weirdly a continuation of more so that than it is necessarily the I agree with that totally if you like like, this go watch super for sure yeah like if you were to say that like peacemaker takes place in the same world as super I would be like makes perfect sense yeah yeah. you know like i could see rain wilson showing up as his character from super or kevin i would Bacon. love that <laughs> um and 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 that movie's a fun film and 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 i really love the r-rated violence of that movie as well but again like i just think aesthetically like i don't know if it needs to be always like that shaky cam handheld stuff like it just it doesn't always work and it kind of feels a little bit nauseating at times um, but there's enough in there that I did really enjoy for what it is. And, and I think that again, like gun is making the thing that he wants to make. Like, yeah. This is like everything that he's done so far with this, th- these three episodes and probably with the rest of the show feels like, okay, this is his vision. Like nothing oh, yeah. feels DC was like, do whatever compromised. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In any way where guardians maker, does... no one cares about this. Yeah. <laughs> where guardians, even though he did get to make his own thing, he's still not going to be able to make it R rated, right? Like it's, it's still got to be somewhat friendly, even though there are things that like, you still think about like the, the, the Jackson Pollock black light joke getting in there. And you're just like, how did this pass the Disney Marvel filter? Um, But, but I guess because it's at least children won't totally understand it that they let yeah. you kind of get away with it. That's but. definitely for the parents. Uh, I'm definitely intrigued for the rest of the episodes. We're not going to kind of give a rating because we it's unfinished, obviously. So this is kind of what we do with these previews of series when we see a, the first couple episodes. So uh, I'm definitely going to come back every Thursday to watch it. Um, and I'm actually kind of intrigued by the story of where it goes. So uh, or who the big bad is or whatever um, and see what they do with his dad. So uh, thank you all for listening. Please check out our other reviews right now. We have other streaming reviews like uh, Yellow Jackets, The After Party. Um, we also have a review up for – what else did we review, Eric? Or is that it that we reviewed today? That is what we reviewed today, yeah. Matt. So go check that stuff out. We also have the 111th <laughs> draft of the Untitled Movie Podcast, a conversation on Moon Knight. That was the other thing I was talking yes. about. Uh, you guys can find all of that on our YouTube channel, which is Untitled Movie Podcast. Just search for that. will pop up. Um, but you can also find it on podcast services at Untitled Movie Reviews, Untitled Movie Podcast, Untitled Movie Conversations. Or if you want a one-stop shop for everything, just head over to Letterboxd. It's Untitled underscore Movies. Everything will be over there for you guys. Uh, thank you all for listening or watching. As always, my name is Matt Rohrbeck. You can find more of my work around the internet, but mostly at UntitledMoviePodcast.com. And you can follow me on all the social medias at Matt Rohrbeck. And I'm Eric March, and you can find more of my video reviews at rogerstv.com slash cinemascene and on the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. It's the Bernstein Bears.